Welcome to the show, I'm Tosh Taylor. And I'm Jenna Morton, and we are so thrilled that you are joining us, because if you are watching, you already know that we are on location, which is one of our favorite things to do. It is. And if you are listening, we are going to let you know that we are on location at the Beau Séjour Crisis Resource Center. I, I'm... That's all right, we're going with that. We, we, we messed her up there before. It's the Bosajor Family Crisis Resource Center. And we are here today talking with an amazing person who really gives everything she has to this center. That's your cue, Crystal. You get to introduce yourself. And oh, she does that. I'll take care of it. No problem. Um, I'm Crystal LeBlanc. I am the director of the Bosajor Family Crisis Resource Center. Thank you so much for inviting us into this space. Before we started recording today, you gave us a tour of this facility that just blew me away. Mm -hmm. Could you share a little bit about the center and what this facility is like now for people who are watching and listening who maybe have an idea what you are but don't realize exactly what things look like here now? Sure. I think for us, we just realized years ago that you know, victims of domestic violence, uh, people with mental health issues had to go to five, six different places to get different types of services that they needed for their recovery. Um, so we decided to create what we like to call our hub where you can receive all the services under one roof. So it is a 19,000 square foot facility that offers counseling, housing programs. We have an RCMP comfort room, so now statements can be done on site. We have a forensic medical room, so victims of sexual assault can receive everything that they need directly in their community. We have short-term housing, long-term housing, um, currently, we're in a new custody exchange center where uh, parents, um, where there may be conflict or history of domestic violence, they can come and spend some time with their child in a very neutral, fun environment. Um, and we're in the, the children's playroom today. It, fun. It is so fun in here. <laughs> if you are listening, there are colorful chairs, there's books on the wall. Like, I just want to stay here all day in this room because it is so welcoming. And there are some other plans for this room as well that you were sharing with us. Yeah, I think for us, like, you know, we always say build it and they will come. So um, historically, a lot of the women that were coming for services were over 55. So I didn't necessarily build the building with young moms in mind. Um, but since we've been open, our demographics have completely flipped. So we're seeing a lot of young moms with multi-children. And in order for them to really succeed, they need childcare. Um, and we know that for COVID-19, women will be the key factor in economic recovery. And we need to make sure that they have appropriate childcare to be able to return to work and to, and to do so no matter who they are, whether they're a victim of domestic violence, whether they have mental health issues. So their children need a safe place to come. Um, for us, what we discovered is that a lot of children that have a history of trauma, so any type of childhood negative experience. It could be they lost a, a parent really young or they're, um, unfortunately they came from a home where there is domestic violence. Um, regular early childhood learning centers aren't really capable of taking on what that child would need specifically for um, trauma care, so art therapy and things like that. So we started to do some research and, and we discovered that there isn't a lot of trauma-informed early childhood learning centers, so daycares, not only in Canada, but in the US, there's not a lot. So there is one being currently built in Vancouver, and so we are happy to announce for the first time today that we'll be developing the second trauma-informed daycare in North America, right here in the oh, facility. Yeah. So we're super it's excited. Good. Yeah, I know. We're really excited. <laughs> it's you so excited. Be. Yes, yeah. it's going to be such a like monumental, life-changing experience for the children that are going to get to be able to be in a space where they know that everyone around them understands them. 
Yeah, a really safe space where it's okay to talk about fears. It's okay to say, you know what, I still sleep with my bed up against the door, and that be okay. Saying that to a child who might not have had a history of trauma, there could be some judgment and some stigma, and they might not feel comfortable sharing that. So it'll have everything that an early childhood center in New Brunswick requires, all the specialized curriculum, but we're gonna go that extra step to provide a trauma-informed space, everything from choice of color, choice of lights, safety and security will be a lot different, so, so limiting that outside world space so that they feel safe inside, a playground that you know, meets the needs of, of children with a history of trauma, art therapy. We have trauma specialists already on site, so why not combine um, those services? And we're just really glad to be able to bring that to New Brunswick. And, and you know what? I can't take the credit for the idea or happening upon it. It was a survivor that during a consultation said to me, you know what, Crystal, I just don't feel like my kid can go to another daycare. I, I need a specialized place for my child to be able to talk about what he went through without feeling like he's odd or there's something wrong with him or he's going to be judged. And so from that point on, I, I really did my best to search and try and find something and there isn't anything. Mm -hmm. And and here we're, we're, we try and be innovative. That's where our passion comes from. And we work directly with our survivors. So, so that mom in question is now on our development team. Um, and so we're just, yeah, we're super excited to do it. We're scared yeah. because we need funding <laughs> yeah. and we need, you know, this is already a huge building to, to maintain. Um, but I feel like all good things happen with the right people. So what, you know. It does. It sounds like it's just, you know, meant to be and that it's going to, it's going to yeah. arrive the way that you're envisioning it. And you did touch on funding, which is part of the reason why if you're watching and you're wondering why we have a bunch of beauty products on the counter in front of us, that goes to the funding that you need to, to keep the lights on here and to expand to do this daycare. Tell us a little bit about the opportunity people have to help you fund this. So nationally across the country, um, the Run for Women that is brought to you by the Love You by Shoppers Drug Mart program, they really put women's health first. And one thing that they were talking about is even with COVID, we needed to still do the event, even though we couldn't get together in person. And as much as it's hard to recreate that amazing feeling to be there with thousands of men and women supporting women's mental health, um, this is the second year that the event has gone virtual. Um, it is our only fundraiser here at the Bojo Crisis Center. Um, when people register, they can do a 5 or 10K anytime between July 4th and July 11th. So registration will close on June 25th. Um, and $35 of their registration comes straight to the charity. So what's nice about not doing a physical event is there's less expenses. <laughs> so more can go directly to the cause. And this year, you know, this will be our startup funding to get this trauma daycare off the ground. So you can be part of that. Like, how fun is that, right? It's amazing. And it yeah. really is. And to think uh, the amount of years that this run has been happening, that these people that are watching and listening, your money went to this building. Absolutely. You, you helped create this building. That's what they've been working towards for many years. And like Jenna said, it is absolutely remarkable. It's an amazing facility. So if you have done this run before, you should be proud yes. of yourself. Congratulations Absolutely, to you. not just for running it. <laughs> crawling, and, yeah, crawling, yeah. <laughs> walking works. And I know you've been at the run most years when it's been in person mm -hmm. here in Moncton. Yeah, I was someone who I am not a runner because if you know me at all, you know that. <laughs> and so for me, I was intimidated by the idea mm -hmm. of a public 5K. Having the event go virtual was what got me involved yeah. because I was able to do 5K at my pace yep. and not worry about what it was going to look like to everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so if you're like me and you've been kind of holding back, now you can see what your work will accomplish and you can do it at your own pace. Yes. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah currently we're at um, just under a thousand runners. Um, we need to get to 1500 to be able to, you know, sustain what we're doing and be able to put, you know, some, some funding aside to start the, the trauma daycare. Um, and our goal is to raise 125,000. Last year we did 106. Um, so that you know by participating um, and when you register online you can create your own charity page and you can then you know send out an email I, I promise it takes two seconds you can put it on your Facebook and you can get people to support you um, you can join a team you can create a team there's some really fun team names there's one called Silk to Sore Legs <laughs> instead of Silk to Soleil and I just think it's hilarious they're close to a hundred people from oh the gosh, rural region of Capilay they just and they do their own fundraising. So they're selling these raffle tickets for over $7,000 in cool prizes, TVs, uh, you know, gift certificates, uh, crab, lobster. Like there's just such fun stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so for us, the push is on, right? We're early June, we're under a month. <laughs> and I know July seems like far away, especially with COVID. I find like our seasons are all mm -hmm. messed up, mm -hmm. but it, it's, it's gonna come and go really quickly. So now is the time to, to get yourself registered and, and be part of, of creating something that can be the second in North America here locally in our community. I just think it's so fun. And j just judging from the size of the facility that you have here, it should show, like you said, 19,000 square feet. It should show the need for, for this daycare here. Um, when it comes to like teachers, what kind of teachers will, you, will they have to have a different education for it? Yeah, so they'll have to have obviously what they need for the New Brunswick permit to be a designated early child learning facility. Um, but then they're also gonna receive their additional training and specialization in what it means to work with children who either have trauma already or how to, how to identify you okay. know, early stage trauma. There are certain signs and certain things that you'll see. A lot of challenges in emotional self-regulation um, people like to say anger management, but we don't call it that. It's not an anger issue. It's just being able to see your emotions when they come, stop for a second, and be able to find um, a more healthy way to express their feelings. Young children that have a history of domestic violence, it's hard for people to understand that don't go through it, but anything from a door that might be slammed to a harsh sound, something that might sound like an ambulance or police, is just petrifying. So all those things we're gonna have to take into consideration in terms of the built structure, which we already did for the center, but we will you know, address that to the trauma daycare. So it's, it's about the physical space, it's about decisions that you make in, in colors, and like natural wood, for example, is super grounding. So the more wood, the better for, for children with mental health issues, and making sure that the colors are bright and sunny, and, and really helping them express themselves so that as they get older, we're breaking that cycle of violence. We don't want these children to then become perpetrators of domestic violence because that's all they know, mm -hmm. right? At home, that's what they're used to. Whoever yells the loudest, whoever's the most physical, gets what they need. So they're looking at power and control completely differently than in a healthier home. Uh, children have lost family members, you know, to cancer or car accidents, things like that. Their trauma response is a lot different. So they're over-triggered all the time. So how do we teach them that maybe dad slamming on the brakes doesn't mean that there's gonna be a car accident causing a fatality. So retraining their brain on sensory experiences at a young age is just critical. It's really, really important. Amazing. I, just, I, I can just feel the difference in the future in this community mm -hmm. because of what happens in this center in years to come. It, I, I really do feel like it is, like you said, it's gonna help break that cycle, which is, just so incredible. Yeah, and for people that do the event, they get to get out there and, and, and honestly, it's not just about raising the funds, it's about your own mental health. Like, I, you know, we haven't had a chance to talk about that, but we want you to get outside for a good, you know, 5K, 10K, whatever you can do, um, because y you're worth it. 
You know what I mean? Like, you know, they say you, you should be spending 4% of your day on yourself, right? That's not a lot, right? It's, it's not, but how many people actually do it, right? right? Yeah. Like, isn't it sad yeah. that we can't take the 4% for us? Like, we, like, we're deserving of that. How can we be there for our family, our friends, our children, and ourselves if we can't even put ourselves first a little bit, right? And we know that natural sunlight and vitamin D is, is the best antidepressant that you can have out there. It's so good for you, right? And, and I, I, I thought of my mom actually when we talked about the virtual run for women because she talked about it's the first, last year she participated for the first time and she said what she liked about it is that you could split up that 5K into smaller snippets, right? Oh. So for her, she was so proud to have the 5K done, but she might've went out one day, one day and did a 1.5 and then a 2K. And then, you know, I, I lent her my running watch so she knew exactly what she did. So there's that achievement there of being able to change how traditional events usually are, right? And if that's not enough to get you registered, of course there's swag. The, yes. I mean, there's swag, <laughs> right? There's swag. This swag is the craziest swag bag I've ever seen in my entire life and every year, I think you are with me on this. It gets better and better, it doesn't does, it? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's unbelievable. A lot of people will run for medals. Uh, with this run, um, you get this crazy swag bag, which um, it's, well, okay. So we've got some dry <laughs> shampoo. We've got some popcorn, nail polish, toothpaste. What do you have down at your end, Crystal? I'm obsessed with like the Burt's Bees um, because it has like a lip color in it which I almost opened it to put on before we started talking, but I'm like, no, I'm gonna ruin it with my mask in a minute. Um, and also because, you know, I don't wanna steal somebody's swag bag. Yeah. But like, I'm just, I'm super excited about this stuff. And you know, you get you get the finisher shirt and it's a nice light blue mm, and you beautiful. know, it's, you know, positive messaging that, you know, together we are unstoppable, no matter dealing with a pandemic or what's going on. And that, you know, 30% increase in domestic violence cases since the pandemic. We need to be helping with that. We need to be responding to that, you know? So now's, now's the time, do it for yourself, do it for other women in your community. And men participate too. A lot yes. of people think it's run for women. I had a guy every year that he dressed in a tutu and I was so thankful, like just so thankful. So, you know, ask your husbands, your brothers, your sons. It's, it's a great conversation starter. And then, you know, if he doesn't like the swag bag, you get an extra one, right? You get <laughs> double, the, double the stuff. I think it's over $100 in, in product and you get a finisher, a nice little bracelet to wear. Mm. Um, I think it's a win-win, I'm biased but $35 of your registrations comes right here at the center and then everything that you fundraise, of course, stays here. It stays local. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's simply incredible. And just, and I, for the swag bag, like there's a stack of coupons yeah. here even. Like if you're looking <laughs> at the product going, oh, I don't know, that's $100 for this stuff. Trust us, there's like this massive stack of coupons here as well as all of this stuff. And I, I was saying before we started, my husband used most of the products out of my bag last year, I think, as many, if not more than I did, because mm -hmm. there were so many great running things. There is, yeah. Yeah, so it was. Yeah. It, and it, it's it, the ninth it. year, so we understand that some people might have some fatigue, but we're telling you, like, keep showing up, you know, because as fatigued as you are with probably me bugging you to participate every year, um, survivors are pretty fatigued too mm -hmm. with what they're going through, and, and they're showing up to create change, right? So they need some support, and they need you to kind of walk with them. Yeah. So we really, really hope that people, I, I, I believe in our community, and I believe we can get to 1,500 participants. I really do. I th yeah. definitely think we can, especially once they have this understanding of this trauma daycare center that you're mm -hmm. going to create that just doesn't doesn't exist yet in the world, basically. Yeah. And it's going to be here because we help make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. And, and hopefully the seeds that we plant now for the first daycare, we can help other facilities that want to do something similar across our province. Like, you know what I mean? And we can grow this and we can have other children that can access, you know, that type of facility for years to come. 
and you can do that by by registering and joining us. Yeah, I don't think you should. We you kind of skirted over the fact that all the money that's raised here stays here. When you when you join in something that you know is is nationwide, you're going to assume that like the money is going back to shoppers, and then shoppers going to like hand it out to everybody else. But no, your money is going to come right back here, which I, like is one of my favorite things about this entire event, and then being on board with it is that you get the voice of them. But then you get to keep all of the goods from it too. So like that's remarkable. And like Jen is saying, starting virtually is fantastic. And maybe come next year when we can do it again in person, then you can come to the event. Because I promise you, I've been to a bunch of runs. I've hosted a few runs. This, like just the amazing, like the feeling and the camaraderie and the, the people that are there, it's the coolest feeling in the entire world because it's so positive. And powerful. And, and powerful, yeah. yeah. And it's always just such a really great time. And you see people that, uh, like I've seen a lot of people get their personal bests mm -hmm. on this run just they because do. you're so like, you're so amped up about it. And there are tons of men that are running it too, like Crystal said. So get them out there, get everybody out there, start this year and be ready for next year. And you, no, you don't have to run. Tons of people yeah, walk no, no, I walk. Yeah, I walk. Yeah. walk. They walk and, and they walk at the event too. You yeah. don't have to run there. Well, yeah. and like you were saying, how your mom did a kind of piecemeal last year. I did somewhat a similar thing because I am not a runner. I'm not even that much of a walker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I trained myself, I made myself work up to it and yeah. I would do 1K you know, a couple days a week, and then I do 2K, and then I did do my five all together to have that sense of accomplishment mm -hmm. of reaching it for the first time. And yeah, it was so incredible for my mental health to be able to get out there for that chunk of time by myself and walk, and you know, I, I have a wonderful 1K loop in <laughs> yeah. Salisbury. And it might help perfect. you, it might help you keep that routine beyond the event, right? Mm -hmm. That's the idea, we want you to keep giving yourself that 4% that you deserve. So maybe getting out there and splitting it up, you know, it'll, it'll become maybe a routine. So yeah, you guys, everybody deserves it. You know, you guys deserve to get out for, 4% you of your time. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Like for everything you do for everybody else, mm -hmm. you guys, you're very deserving of it. Well, and I can tell you too that from, based on my knowledge of someone who doesn't work, walk overly fast, walking 1K only takes like 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. Pop on one of these podcasts, walk for the length yeah. of it, and you're done. Live You've done up. a K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're here for, yeah. literally. So just like listen yeah. to the last five episodes in the row and your walk is done. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> and learn something along the way. Right? Yes. You're not just walking. You're also taking something in from the other podcasts, right? Yeah. So you, you can also stimulate your mind at the same time. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, so I want to talk a little bit before we go about um, when you were giving us the tour, you had mentioned that this facility here is the only one out here, the closest one's Toronto. So what makes you different from other places? Yeah, so we kind of really try and start by saying yes and reduce like our exclusion criteria because a lot of women that um, are victims of domestic violence, they, they, they face a lot of barriers and they're told no a lot. And because women statistically leave seven to eight times before they leave for good, um, that time that they actually reach out to you is critical. How, how they're treated, how they're perceived, if they feel like they're being judged. So for us, it was about reducing restrictions, allowing people where trauma-informed and a harm reduction facility, so allowing a safe space for people who have addiction issues, and it becomes about not us telling them again, you know, stop using. It becomes about them understanding through therapy 
the impact of using on on their lives, right? So we have needle sharp containers in a lot of our in a lot of our bedrooms, um, having safe so that they can you know safely lock up their medication when they need to, and and really having a hub so that if you're a victim of crime, you can do your RCMP statement here, your forensic medical exam here. You can if you need clothing, you have our clothing boutique um, with uh, donations from Second Edition in in Moncton. So it provides that everything under one roof. And I know it might sound silly, but you know when you call places and you're on hold, press two, press three, and they get to give your postal code like 10 times? It's annoying. Mm -hmm. So on top of that, you've got the trauma, right? And it just seems like, why is it so hard to get help? So we're trying to reduce that. And just in Ontario, they were a bit more advanced in, in terms of seeing that they needed a harm reduction approach. So we partnered with some facilities out there to bring back a lot of what was going on out that way and bring it back this way. Mm -hmm. It's too cool. It it's it's really uh, it's overwhelming if you're in here and even if you can just drive by and see the the, the sheer size of yes. this building like we pulled up and we, we drove like, down that, together and we're like whoa wait like, I've seen the pictures of the outside of this building yeah. and I drove up and went well that's even bigger than I thought yeah it's it is a large structure that you can right away tell how much impact it must have in the community. It's exciting, it's stressful to fund. So for <laughs> us, like when we think about, you know, our electric bills and going from such a small, we were in a, in a residential house since 1997, but we didn't have housing. We didn't have the space to do what we felt like people deserved. Mm -hmm. And the general mental health, you know, we see 2,000 people a year, 700 victims of domestic violence, uh, 400 perpetrators. So that's also a bit different. So a lot of um, facilities that are maybe women's based don't do the other side. They don't do the perpetrator programming. We believe in change and we believe in seeing both because that really gives us a picture of what's going on. And maybe that perpetrator, well, not maybe, most likely, he also has a history of trauma, right? So it's, it's getting to the root cause of that behavior and, and really being there when they need us to do that programming. And general mental health services, you know, where else can you go that you don't need an appointment and you can just show up and speak to an intervener now, right? Not a wait list, not a, first you have to go through these hoops. So I think for us, it's just to be able to meet people with where they're at and just be there for them. It's amazing. I love yeah. that. Mm. So for people who are listening and watching, how do they find you mm -hmm. if, they're, if they're in need of services? Let's start with that. Sure. What, what do they need to know? Yeah, they call 533-9100. Um, and then they'll receive a receptionist that will do their intake. We don't need to know everything. We just need to know the basics of what the issue is. Um, is it anxiety, depression? Is it a problem with a child? And that way they will assign it to the appropriate intervener and then they'll give a call back for your first appointment. Um, because of COVID, you know, there's a lot of bad stuff we can say about the pandemic. The good stuff is the flexibility now of services. So if people want a virtual session, we can do that now. If they want a phone session and they just don't feel like coming, um, we have our Moncton office, we have our office here. A lot of people in the urban region like to come out to Shadiac um, just for confidentiality purposes. Mm -hmm. They like just to kind of get away from everything going on in their, in their own direct neighborhood. Um, so yeah, it's a 24 seven line that they can call at any time. It's amazing. Okay. Um, can we talk about your famous person? She's not really a person. Miss Marielle? <laughs> yeah, can we just talk about her for five seconds? If people wanted to follow her on social media, can we talk about like just how spectacular this dog is? I'm clearly a dog person, um, but if you're not, She'll steal She's, your heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Still thought. laughs> she is absolutely wonderful. So she is a very special dog too, because like you were telling us, there are very few of them in North America. If people wanted to know more about her, 
How can they follow her online? Yeah, Marielle's a really uh, fun <laughs> celebrity. I mean, I'm like, I'm the one that went to grad school, but at this point, like, I just do her schedule. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm like her receptionist. I'm but just a dog schedule. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm so, I'm just so proud. I know she's the first uh, courthouse dog in New Brunswick. She's very busy. To learn more about her, you can go to her Facebook page, which is La Belle Marielle. Um, it talks about her training. Um, she's from New York originally, uh, finished her training at the Lions Foundation of Dog Guides uh, in Oakville, Ontario, and she's been working with us since April of 2019. She's wonderful. She is, and we'll have the links for all yeah. of that in the show notes, as well as links to register for the run, because you know that you're going to go do that now. Right now. Yep, right now. It closes yep. June 25th. You need to register so I can get you your t-shirt, your swag. You want Please all this stuff, me. and then you want to get all your friends to join you, because that's what this is all about. So we are going to get to that number that you need. 1,500, we can do it. We're close to 1,000. We can get there. Okay, so do it. you can find We're Counting all. on you. <laughs> you can find all that stuff in the show notes below. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week.